Welcome to the Crimson Flow Ministry Podcast, episode number 26. Hello, I'm Charles Capps. In addition to listening to us from your favorite podcast directory, we invite you to visit our website at charlescappscrimsonflowministries.net. All one word, all lowercase letters, amen? And you can also easily find every podcast on Twitter at charlescapps19. Proverbs 23 and 23 instructs us to buy the truth and sell it not. Whatever we do, when we get this truth, we hold on to it, we obey it, we keep it. We never let it go and we never we never defile it. Amen. Buy the truth and sell it not. Buy also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Amen. And we're going to try to do that as we move to the Word this morning. Now, if we'll recall back in uh, episode number 24, we brought forth the message on the Feast of of the Lord, the Feast of Jehovah, and he had his calendar, which we also had a podcast about that, and in his calendar throughout the year, he told us when to have the meeting places to make these moedims, these feasts, these meetings, these divine appointments, and to keep them, and he told us what to do during all of these uh, feasts, amen, and uh, so we have that, and the church world has forsaken any of that for the most part and made their own feast of uh, Halloween and Christmas and Easter and Good Friday and things like that, things that are not in the Bible. Yet, you know, Jeroboam, we brought forth the podcast on episode number 25 about the feast of Jeroboam because he devised in his own heart, see? He was scared because there was three times a year the males were to go to Jerusalem to present themselves before the Lord. And he was scared that whenever, as he was made king of the ten northern tribes, that when the people went to Jerusalem, that they would turn again to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, and against him. So he devised in his own heart, Hey, guys, y'all don't have to go down there to Jerusalem. Look, 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 we've made these two golden calves, and these be the gods that brought us out of Egypt, he said. And he put one on the northern edge of the kingdom at Dan and the southern at Bethel, and these be your gods. Worship them. And he built altars, and he burned incense, and he made priests out of the lowest uh, individuals uh, around, you know. And this was what Jeroboam did. And this was what he devised in his own heart, you see. And, of course, you know, it wasn't really uh, pleasing to Father, to Abba, as much as people think. You know, we will not do it this way. We'll just wrap Jesus around this, and and, and God will be so pleased. No, he's not. He's not. He wants you to do it just like he said it. Amen. So, anyway, now we've got these two false altars, and we pick up 1 Kings 13, In verse 1, And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. And he, the prophet, he cried against the altar in the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus saith Jehovah, Behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name. And upon thee shall he offer the priests of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be burnt upon thee. Now, I was reading about with somebody who was saying the other day how, you know, this, this, uh, this happened here, but it couldn't, have been, uh, it couldn't have been Josiah because we don't, uh, 
we don't burn men's bones. Well, you know, we may not. We may think that's cruel. We may think a lot of things. And, you know, in, in our society today, um, we think a whole lot of things are not really acceptable socially or, or, or any other way. And so we try to limit God into how we're thinking. But look, you know, if God said we're going to burn some bones upon that altar, what do you think is going to happen? Bones are going to be burnt upon that altar. It doesn't matter what I think, you think, anything else. The prophecy, a sure prophecy, is going to be fulfilled. Amen? And look, you might think it's radical, and it may be to us who think in the way we think in 2020, but when God says it, it's going to be just like he says it. Amen? Now, he's, verse 3 says, and he, that's the prophet, and he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign which the Lord, which Jehovah has spoken. Behold, the altar shall be rent, and the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out. And it came to pass, when Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, which had cried against the altar in Bethel, that he put forth his hand, saying, Lay hold on him. And his hand, which he put forth against him, dried up, so that he could not pull it in again. The altar also was rent, and the ashes poured on out from the altar, according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. So, old Jeroboam, he sticks his hand out, and, uh, you know, he's the king. How dare you speak against my altar? How dare you say my altar is going to be broken? And he stuck forth that arm, that hand, and it, it, it withered, and he couldn't pull it back. It dried up. And the king answered, verse 6, and said unto the man of God, Entreat now the face of Jehovah thy God, and pray for me that my hand may be restored me again. And the man of God besought the Lord, Jehovah, and the king's hand was restored him again, and because became as it was before. You know, if I'd been old Jeroboam right there when that hand was made and restored as it was before, I'd have probably done a whole lot of repenting, but he didn't. He became known as the man who caused Israel to sin. You know, and, and what a terrible thing. What a great move upon his life to have a sure prophecy that he would be blessed and then have his hand restored and yet live all of his life going against what God said. Wow, how stubborn can we we can be stubborn, folks. We can we can think that we can do it any way we want to, and God will bless us. Well, that might work for a while, but there'll come a time when that don't work. Amen. Now, the story of the prophet goes on how he was entreated to eat with Jeroboam, and how other old prophet uh, lied to him and said, "Come into my house, I'm a prophet too," and uh, how when he departed the the true prophet, and when the lion fell upon him and killed him, there's there's quite a story there in the rest of chapter 13, but we're going to move on. We're going to think about uh, Josiah, who was going to come out of Judah, and, I, you know, sometimes we think it's just instantaneous that these things happen. Boom, there's a prophecy, and boom, you know. Uh, when Isaiah said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive it. It was a few days between when he prophesied it and when it happened. Amen. Uh, when Joel uh, gave that prophecy that uh, about the day of Pentecost, it was a few days between. Amen. So I got to thinking, 
just how long was this? And I, I did some reading, and I read behind one guy, it was 300 and something years, he said, you know. And I just didn't like how the wording sounded. I read another one, it said it was about 100 years, and I didn't like how that sounded either. So I went back and I searched the chronology of the kings of Judah since jo Josiah was going to come out of Judah. And I, I, had the, I had the years. And Rehoboam reigned for 17 years as king. And Abiam three years. Asa is 41. Jehoram is eight. Azaziah one year. Joash 40 years. Amaziah 29. Uzziah 52 years. Jotham 16. Hezekiah 29 years. Manasseh 55 years. Amnon two years. And then we get to Josiah. He was eight years old when he began to reign. And, you know, Josiah's got all the beautiful scriptures about uh, uh, finding the law of God hidden in the wall of the temple and how he cleaned all of that out and how he brought people to observe the Passover. And uh, it's, it's a great story. So anyway, in the 18th year of Josiah was when he did all of the work on the temple and I'm, I added a year to that. So when you take all of those years and add it up, it comes to 312 years. And you'll say, wow, from the time of the prophecy to the time of the fulfillment, 312 years. You see, the prophecy was sure. The judgment against those false gods and those false altars was pronounced. And the action or the destruction of them took place 312 years later. Now, you see the same thing with Noah. He was 500 years old when he was told to build the ark and that judgment was upon the people of the earth. Amen? And in the 600 year, uh, the ark was finished and the waters came and the judgment destroyed the people. The judgment was there the whole time. And the same is here. The judgment was there against those altars. It took 312 years for it to happen. Now, let's look at 2 Kings 23. And, you know, it's so hard to pick up these chapters in the middle because they're so full of action and information. And so, but we'll pick 23 up, 2 Kings 23, and we'll start in 13. And this is talking about Josiah. And the high places that were before Jerusalem, which were on the right hand of the Mount of Corruption, which Solomon, the king of Israel, had built for Ashtoreth, amen, Easter, the abomination of the Zidonians, and for Chemosh, the abomination of the Moabites, and for Milcom, the abomination of the children of Amnon, did the king defile. And this is going back to Joash now. And he said he'd break in pieces the images, and he cut down, wait, wasn't that a commandment? Thou shalt have no graven image before me. And he break in pieces the images and cut down the groves and filled their places with the bones of them. Amen. Moreover, the altar, here we go now. Moreover, the altar that was at Bethel and the high place which Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin, had made, both that altar and the high place he broke down and burned the high place and stamped it small to powder and burned the grove. And in verse 16, and as Joash, or excuse me, as Josiah turned himself, he spied the sepulchers that were there in the mount. And he sent and he took the bones out of the sepulchers and burned them upon the altar and polluted it according to the word of Jehovah of the Lord, 
which the man of God proclaimed these words. Then he said, What title is that that I see? And the men of the city told him, It is the sepulcher of the man of God, the prophet that originally prophesied against the altar. Amen. And he said, What title is that that I see? And the men of the city told him, It is the sepulcher of the man of God, which came from Judah, and proclaimed these things that thou hast done against the altar of Bethel. And, jo and this is Josiah. He said, Let him alone. Let no man move his bones. So they let his bones alone with the bones of the prophet that lied against him, who was really sorry for him, that came out of Samaria. And all the houses also of the high places that were in the cities of Samaria, which the kings of Israel had made to provoke Jehovah, provoke the Lord to anger, Josiah took away and did to them according to all the acts that he had done in Bethel. And he slew all the priests of the high places that were there upon the altars and burned men's bones upon them and returned to Jerusalem. Amen, folks. So you see, these prophecies were sure, and they came to pass just like the prophet said. And we have sure prophecies for this day. We have sure intelligence, knowledge of what's going to come upon this world. We have sure intelligence, knowledge of when these things are going to happen. But you see, church, if you're walking in delusion of lying fables, you're not going to know when these things are going to happen. That You're going to get caught so unawares. You, it's just like you've got, you're worshiping at a false altar if you're not doing it the way that our Father said. Let's go back to him. Let's go back to his feast as we talked about in episode number 24, the feast of the Lord. Dig these things out. Learn how to make these yearly divine appointments and observe them and do them. And then when you see all of this other stuff come around, you'll be prepared for it. And you won't be babbling around with Easter and Christmas and all the other false altars. Amen. Love you. Hope you got a little something out of this. And uh, God bless you. God keep you. Until next time, amen.